0: This is the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where it's all about getting the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Brought to you by Itamar Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com. And now, here's your host, Itamar Shafir.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we talk with successful marketing experts about ways to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Our guest today has 30 years of marketing experience, has growth hacked hundreds of businesses to success, and is the author of three books on Facebook marketing and business growth. I'm excited to say hello to Mr. Brian Han, founder and CEO of Go Social Experts. Hi, Brian. Hi, Demarra. Nice, nice. I'm so excited uh, to have you because you're such a marketing expert, especially on Facebook. And I know this is something that a lot of marketing agencies are struggling with, and I'm sure it's something we can help them today. So Brian, before we get into how we help agencies, let's talk a little bit about you. and, And if you can, you know, just provide us with a quick business background and how you got into helping businesses
0: sure I owned um, other businesses for quite a few years and I had developed marketing programs that worked quite well in my own businesses uh, and while I still own those I was working with other businesses with helping them with their marketing especially online I started doing online marketing you know back when it was a new thing especially uh, Facebook and such we started using it in 2008 2009 I mean that was way before ads and that kind of thing so um, we had a system that was working in the Business that I was in, it was time to either substantially reinvest in that business or move on to something else. And I decided it was time to move on after thirty years in it. So,
1: wow, what business was it? I actually owned a grocery store. That's amazing. So you use Facebook advert, Facebook marketing for the grocery store?
0: Yes, we use Facebook marketing for the grocery store. We were we were a specialty store, um, organic foods, um, uh, meat department, um, specialty cheeses, um, beers, wines. So we found a, a lot of actually a, a really good traction on Facebook with, for those particular markets. Again, that was back, you know, 10 years ago now. So, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So it was before advertising on Facebook when advertising was very weak. I yep. also started early on Facebook. We were one of the first PMDs. And I remember initially, do you remember Facebook apps like when we build those little sweepstakes, and you had apps yeah. to use yep. on Facebook, and that was the only thing that could create conversions. Were you doing that as well? Uh, I didn't. I would. I didn't get into the app building. Actually, we were using organ,
0: uh, more of it organically and uh, growing our audience. We were in a local area, so we wanted you know we wanted to target within like thirty miles of our store. It was big enough that we that was the area we did. So we didn't use the apps. But yes, I'm familiar with all of that. I got started right <laughs> after that was uh, winding down.
1: Okay. Awesome. So. You, you moved into Facebook advertising from having a grocery store and then take me through your journey into actually starting to help other businesses grow. Sure. Sure. We, um, from there, we,
0: I went and basically talked to other business owners and, um, showed them what we had results we had been getting and what we got. They, I started getting hired. So then we started (laughs) having clients. It was okay. This is great.
1: (laughs) Wow, you're describing it like such an easy way. I'm talking with agencies <laughs> all day, help me get clients, help me get clients. And Brian is walking down the street saying, Hey, you know, I know social work with me. You know, how did you get your first clients? Well,
0: and and the, the thing with that is, a lot of it was people that I knew from the grocery business. They knew that I'd been successful hmm. with it. Um, and some of them I'd known for quite a while and they were struggling with the same kind of things. Now, not as many as what I would have liked to have, you know, I, I knew. I'd say hundreds of people, but I've been in the industry for a long time. And it was, so I used past connections from the other business to get started in this business. Then once you start getting a few clients, they start telling others, you meet people and you know, you can talk about your, the success you've had and then grow from there. So it really did come from, it came from more live networking, um, and meeting people in person than it
1: did, uh, from
0: Facebook to tell you the truth, especially Mm -hmm. at first. So wow.
1: Yeah, so yeah, we all know face to face offline is a great is great for B two B because it's all about rapport and people trusting you. You start a niche, right? You start with the yep. grocery stores, helping other yep. grocery store owners, yep. and then you expand into other industries. Yep. How and yep. why did you decide to do that?
0: Um, the grocery industry is kind of a uh, uh, old fashioned, stuck in the mud kind of uh, industry. So they're a little not as receptive as I would have liked to uh, more uh, progressive ideas of marketing. So I started branching out into some other industries, and we had great success in there also. So I figure there's no sense to stay stuck in the one industry if they're um, uh, reluctant to uh, participate. So,
1: right? Did you do you find today after helping so many businesses, hundreds of businesses, I know, and and so many industries, do you find a repeating pattern that of this is how you use Facebook period. And now I need to kind of customize or is it, it's not cookie cutter. It's really every niche in yeah. every business. It, what it really comes down to is
0: this, is the interest and strength of the business owner. Really, it's the business owner that drives it because if they're hiring a team, they tend to hire a team similar to them. So if you hate being on video, if I, I video works on Facebook, um, has worked for years, not a big deal. But if you hate being on video, I'm No matter how much I tell you that, no matter what happens, you're not going to be on video. So if I have a strategy that works wonderful, but it requires you to do video, it's not going to work for you. So I either either I don't work with you or you don't work with me or we figure out another strategy. So that's just an example. So that's kind of where the limits of it comes. So we can create a lot, of, especially when it comes to video. If you want the, the representative of the business to be there, that can't be you or one of your team. Um, -hmm. it depends on the size of business you're working for. If they've got people that, you know, like video, if the owner does, I mean, I've talked to other owners that love doing video and they, you know, (laughs) they're, uh, they make that happen then. So, um, or if they're big enough and they have a team, but if they're big enough and they have a team and some of the team are the faces of the business, you know, that works there. But otherwise, if we're going to do other type of advertising, we just have to develop a strategy that fits with, with the business.
1: Okay. I'm I got it. Yeah, no, no, it's good. By the way, the tidbit about the video, I think, is very important to all our listeners. So, if you have an agency and you're representing yourself, uh, oh yeah, video is key, especially on Facebook. So, yep. so get get better at that. Yep. Uh, right, Brian? Yep. Yeah.
0: And by the way, the first couple you do are going to be terrible. I mean, I'm not great on video yet, but I'm a lot better than I was, you know, 200 and some videos ago or more. I mean, I don't know how many it is now. There's, there's a lot. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I'm the same. It's, it's a lot of repetition. Some people were just born to it. I, I have a partner, uh, Barry Plasco. He's like a webinar master yep. and he, he was born to get on the stage and talk with people, whether it's on camera or off. So, yep. and for others, but I agree, you can learn it. You can become better at it. Uh, that's mm-hmm. great. You have a lot of great materials, and one of the things that I notice is that you write, um, you call social media a fun adventure. <laughs> yeah. Now, and that's great, I love it, a fun yeah. adventure, yep. but for, for the listeners, so some of the listeners, I'm sure, did not see it like that. What do you mean when you say a fun adventure? <laughs>
0: um, well, there's a, there's a there's a few things for it. First of all, you, you got to look at um, everything that you're doing, you know, they can either be uh you know, it could either be an ordeal, whatever happens to you, or it could be an adventure. So you've got to look at the whole idea of, of you're putting yourself out in the world. The responses that uh, you get, I mean, the interaction you get, and you don't know what's going to trigger. Um, you know, the thing that you think is going to work wonderful, you know, flops, nobody sees it, nobody responds to it. The thing that you just put together, you know, turns out to you know, go viral and gets great traction and, and converts really well for you. So it's the matter of testing and that constant, um, putting out different, I don't want to say different content all the time. That's not necessarily true, but testing, um, different offers, being in front of people in different ways. So, you know, the video thing, you know, if heck it could be video, uh, it could be, you know, what you're using in your background for your video. It could be the location you're at, the topic you're talking about. It could be the hook that you're using. There's just a variety, but what I mean by fun adventures is is the fact of that excitement of there is no guarantee that this is going to work. Just because you and I agree this is a wonderful idea, um, doesn't mean that it's actually going to work till you put it out into the world. So you actually have to, to test yeah. it and do something with it. I find that exciting that I get a chance to, um, I don't say reinvent every time, because that's not necessarily the case, but that I get a chance to take what I, what I, what I found to work best so far and put it, put it to work for in another way.
1: Outside. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. I think, I think the, if, if, if I'm going to analyze it, the adventure are the steps that you need to take and the fun mm-hmm. is the mindset while you're taking those steps. Yes. Um, that would be great. yeah. So, and that's perfect by the way, I think for, for any type of marketing that you want to take, if you expect a red button push, you know, two <laughs> minutes after your cash positive, that's usually not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> not always, but usually. Okay. So We really wanna get into helping agencies that we do this on every uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. So you have a ton of great ideas in your book, The Ultimate Facebook Marketing System. Mm -hmm. What I want you to do right now for us and for for the listeners, which are usually uh, digital marketing experts, try to zero in on how you would describe the best funnel on Facebook for a digital marketing agency three, four, five things you think they should do to get the best qualified leads uh, for the best price.
0: And, um, oh, sure, the best qualified leads and the best price. You can't give, you have to two constraints. Um, (laughs) I'm just getting started. Okay, okay, we'll work through that. Um, The very first thing is you've got to know who you're targeting and who you're marketing to. And that doesn't necessarily have to be an industry. Um, It can be a, it can be a, so I I generally target business owners, specific industries. But what I'm more looking for is the mindset of the owner. I can be the most successful with a company that already, um, A, has a a growth mindset or an abundance mindset. But the other thing about it is they're willing to, they're willing to put themselves out and test new things. So I'm just saying that that particular owner is going to be more successful than the person that I have to really convince that this might work um, with it. And then the other step comes into what systems they have in place in their business already. Can they already sell? Um, so that's before I even get started with Facebook, but I'm looking for somebody that actually is selling something now that's already been successful. Then we can put this in practice and make this work. Mm -hmm. So, so we've got that. So, and once you know that person, the next thing is, is creating the offer that you're going to use. What, what do you want them to do next? Is, Is the, um, question and what i'm looking for is kind of what are they looking to do at the final final steps of that um and so what can you offer them that's going to pique their interest that's going to get them interested in listening Mm. to you further when you're marketing a digital agency you know we're we're not that's not something you're going to buy for $19.95 or even $99.99 so i mean it's a significant investment so they're going to have to get to know you and that's going to take more than a 15 second video you know that's right that's not going to happen Um, so you need to have, so when you're starting again, by the way, I'm saying we're going to use Facebook attracting cold traffic, converting them into clients. The question is, or the whole goal is yes, exactly. So, so then what what I'm doing is setting together the steps. So I'm, I'm like starting with a video. Um, again, we talked about that at the beginning and this, by the way, it isn't always the case. (laughs) You don't always need to use video, but we found, especially starting with cold traffic, that a video is best, um, tend to like them a little bit longer than what you would expect. Um, five, seven minutes mm-hmm. we've been testing and it's it's working not quite where we want it yet, but we're using a 20 minute video um, as our oh. f- front end. Yeah, that's a, um, we haven't quite got that one dialed in totally yet, but uh, we're working on it. We're testing it. And, and that's by the way, one of the secrets of that fun adventure is that, you know, we're, we make tweaks to this as you're going. I mean, our first version of it wasn't quite the same as the other, but we're using longer form videos and then inviting them into something else. So that something else um, can be, a. Uh, we've tested going directly from that 20 minute video to a um, discovery call. That one's been getting people to show, they, they're signing up for it fairly well, getting them to show up has been a little bit of an issue. I think it's too soon in the process that we need to do more nurturing along the way. So that, that was, that's one of the tests that's like, yeah, that one ain't working so well. So that, that's going away but we're replacing that with other content. You know, we've invite, we've got a recorded um, educational event that's going on that's telling them how, showing them how we can help them. Basically, it's a recorded webinar is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, and that's um, showing promise. Again, people are moving along the side, not as fast as I would like sometimes, but, um, but they're moving through the funnel and we're getting clients through it. So um, and it's a matter of us tweaking it from there. So our end goal is to get on the phone with them, a phone or a Zoom meeting. And, uh, and talk to them since we can't go see them in person. What we have found is that not seeing them in person slows it down the process a little bit. Um, you know, well, in person, I could meet somebody at a live event, we could talk and we could, you know, I could have a signed deal by the end of the event. Um, now it might take, you know, three, four weeks mm. to work through that process is some of what we've been finding to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a matter of like we said before, it's all about trust. The sale is mm-hmm. trust, and to create trust, you need to create a bond, and to create a bond, it's easier in person. Yeah. Uh, so, do you? So, putting them through a webinar, I think, is an amazing idea. So, you yeah. have a, a five-seven minute video, then you have some sort of recorded webinar for mm-hmm. additional information. Yeah. Do you put a lot of emphasis on you on the seven-minute video or on the USB? Um, more on
0: the, I put more, I'm trying to educate the people and help them. I don't put hardly any interest, any on me. Um, it'll be a short, um, it'll just be a little short credibility part of it. You know, who am I? And But we're, I'm talking probably of that three minutes, you know, it might be 20 seconds of me. Most of the time, and that that's the balancing act that you're putting in. Most of the time, the people, they don't really care about you. And they assume that since you're already... On video, on camera, in front of them, and they don't necessarily see the difference between between being on a, a, a media, a national media, and one of your own media, all that much. So as long as you come across well on camera, you are going to get. You already have credibility right there built in. Mm-hmm. And then if you, and then it, in that three to five minute one, again, that's educational because I don't have enough time to put any case studies or testimonials. We're testing some of that also. You know the um, success stories of clients, but we don't necessarily, I don't start with cold traffic on that generally.
1: So do you go, um, do you, the educational part is specifically mm-hmm. about your product or general social Facebook? This is why it's good.
0: Uh, general social Facebook. This is why it's good. Um, one of the ones that's been working well, is you know, th- um, three mistakes, the three biggest mistakes we see in Facebook ad accounts when we're getting started. Uh, I so like that. I,
1: where- I love that. So that's, that's really a to the point kind of message. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep one we've just we're putting together one we're talking about you know mistakes that your team may be making in your Facebook ad account you know that's another one that will it's going to be the same mistakes it's not just a different angle of it so
1: okay good so so they they start on the video then they go into the webinar um and on the webinar well it's like an hour
0: the webinar is 50, it turned out to be 50 minutes. I was shooting for 45, it came in at 50. So we got 50 minutes of that. And they're gonna get, once they sign up, they're gonna get emails until they actually show up to the webinar. And then after that, there's gonna, there's another nurture series of emails that follow up. Email and Facebook are incredibly powerful together, moving people through the funnel. So I'm just, I, I always assume that that's the case. Everybody knows that, but I didn't, I thought i better mention that, that we use that, uh, that there is email nurture through the whole process along with retargeting, you know if you once you hit one of our websites, we're going to be retargeting you uh, or one of the landing pages. you're going to get retargeted with offers back to that until you've taken some action um, from it. So so we've got all yeah. of that working together. And then we also we also blend in then a monthly live webinar for the people, especially the um, new leads that have signed up. We invite the entire list like every other month, but we invite all the new leads that show up every month for a monthly webinar. Okay. Um, also, so showing how we can, and again, that's an educational one with an offer. That one has an offer at the end. Um, and that, and that offer is sometimes to buy a product, sometimes to buy a service, which is a smaller value service, but it's still the minimum one I pitch on there's $2,000. So it's not a, it's not an inexpensive option.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, you still have, you know, 2000 should be doable for the businesses you would describe. Oh, yeah. So it's, I, I,
0: it's, it's, not that it's out of line. I guess. So what I want, I don't want people to think that I'm pitching stuff. That's $97. But, you know, I'm looking at an entry point offer as being, you know, that $2,000 range because if they can't afford that and aren't willing to afford that, they're not willing to move into the, you know, higher price services they're going to be, so.
1: I agree. I agree. So, okay, so perfect. So one thing that is very interesting for me, you started the funnel by saying, I'm going after a specific persona, it's A, B, C, D.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Umbrella have an agency
1: check out UmbrellaUS.com to grow it today how do you get that person like is it manual research how you need to compile a list uh, yes you do <laughs> um, the uh, and that's that's the number trick uh, manual
0: manual research it it comes down to and and so when I was first getting started everybody everybody that you know, all the marketing people that I would listen to or people I listen to say you know you've got to have a niche you've got to have a Um, actual persona. And I would, I would, I could never quite get to where they wanted to go. But what I have found is that it develops over time. You know, you work with a group of people, you work with, you know, five or 10 people, and you start filtering out which ones are the most successful, which ones are the best, and you try to find more of those. And it's just like your marketing message, your personas that you're actually looking for, uh, actually get clearer to you. As you, so it's a process, is what I'm trying to say. It's not like you're just going to all of a sudden have it like magic, and it's just going to everyone. It's just going to work. At least that for me, it hasn't.
1: No, I I completely understand. What I meant more is, how do you build that? Is is that (laughs) you know book your data? uh, You know USA info. Do you start with some sort of uh, VAs? Maybe doing LinkedIn search. So many methods of harvesting data today. (laughs) There's so many methods
0: of harvesting the data today. We tend to, and again, we tend to primarily go back to Facebook. I mean, that's where our, and and Facebook, Instagram, our leads mostly come for our agency, come back through Facebook more often than anything else we do. And that just goes back to research. Uh, We, you know, researching, again, finding out what events they're attending, where they're, you know, what books they're reading, what, who they're following. And when you're working on Facebook, the audience sizes that we're looking for are much bigger. So we're Mm -hmm. looking at, you know, putting together an audience of a million people or 2 million people or 3 million people of these, and then using our messaging to filter them out, to get them to respond, um, in some way, shape or form, signing up for that webinar, signing up for the book sign, you know, there's a a variety of things that we're using, but we're finding out where they're at basically by research. Um, and we just, uh, it's been internal team. We have a VA that does some of the, uh, the work for us, but it's basically manual labor to, uh to figure out where they're at and just keep building. And once we start getting them to respond, you know, then we can start looking at lookalike audiences. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been doing it long enough now that we've got a a database to start working that we work from. So it's a lot easier than starting cold, but when you're starting cold, it's a matter of getting the first ones to respond so that you can start develop using the tools like lookalike audiences and lookalike audiences aren't always the best. I mean we've had some fantastic success with lookalike audiences and we've had some, Flops with lookalike audience. So yeah. um, again, that's that's back to that fun adventure. It's a matter of testing and seeing how they're responding versus an interest audience. So
1: um, completely. So when you when you do the filtering on Facebook and you do demographic and you do interest and you do age groups, can you give us one tip? Can you give the listeners one tip of you? For example, you said at the beginning, I want to go after people I already know spending money, or I want to go after people that I know have a specific mindset. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in the Facebook targeting options that can help them find those people? Or is yes. it a broader, a broader? In, okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to let you answer. I'm not going to, you but know no, much better.
0: No, no. It's it's um, it's once you know what that is, sometimes it's a matter of looking for interests that those people have in common. And what I'm going to say by that is, so if you're looking for more affluent people, and again, you have, to, you have to go searching. So you, you find out what, what your audiences are interested in. But so let's say you're looking for affluent people. And there are two different levels. There is, if you want looking for the really affluent, they're interested in different things than a person that is pretending to be affluent. And I don't, and that's not, I'm not saying that quite right, but um, there's the people that are affluent for show and there's the people that really are affluent. And the really the people that really are affluent are doing things casually. Um, the clothes they're wearing are not the necessarily the name brand that somebody um, thinks is. They're wearing you know if they're really affluent, they're wearing their own. It's custom made for them. I mean, they're they're buying you know custom shirts that are that are actually tailored mm. for them. Um, they're not buying whatever size you know. They're not buying even a a brand that you'd recognize that you'd think necessarily on a regular basis, you know, the cars they're driving, you know, they're, they're not interested in the generic quality car. They're looking for the real nice car, I guess what I'm saying. Uh, So, I mean, that, so the matter is finding out, going deep enough about them to know what the real affluent really are interested in, and then seeing where you're going to find that on Facebook. And by the way, that's where it takes the research, because once you know the, once you know what you're looking for, you may or may not find that um, a direct, there might not be a direct category that says this is the person that likes pre-tailored custom-tailored shirts. Right. Um, then you would go after
1: the brands, right? The, the you, interest of the brands that do, or the people that do custom-tailored yes. shirts or something. Yes, yeah. so you go after
0: the interest of the people that do custom-tailored shirts, or you start there and say, okay, I can't find that. But people that are interested in the custom-tailored shirts are also interested in, and you find out what that other next step is, because there's a whole line of them out there that you're of people you've never heard of that you have no idea who they really are. And by the way, you may not be interested in the ultra affluent, but I'm just saying that's an example that I'm, that I'm giving. Right. Right.
1: No, I I think, I think it's a great example. I'm trying to uh, take it down to the world that I know a lot of the agencies owners are working with, for example, uh, smaller uh, home service contractors, Mm -hmm. roofers, people who can pay $2,000 for a Facebook campaign for sure. HVAC companies. and, so I would do a cross, for example, t- taking your example of small business owners yep. that are interested in the Austin Martin. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it a bit further yep. maybe than I yep. should, but, yep. and, then I, uh, and then I'm basically gonna get business owners who are affluent, still not roofers, no, nope. but but business owners that have an interest in, in those types of cars. Nope. Uh, okay, I think- that, I That's gonna
0: get some more, that, that, that's if you're looking, looking for the ultra affluent there, but in, in that case, and I'm trying to figure out how to come back to them on Facebook, with it uh the other thing you could you could start looking at is is if they're interested in marketing itself so you start finding marketing people that uh, they might follow books that they would read again Mm -hmm. back to the books magazines another um thing that people don't often look at is organizations they belong to a lot of time organizations are actually active on facebook there's pretty good audience participation and pretty good audience sizes around organizations and magazines are yeah. two that are are both good. Books, sometimes they're there on Facebook, sometimes they're not. Things you'd expect to be there sometimes aren't, but the magazines and organizations usually are, and events if they're bigger, national events especially.
1: Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. So, so to sum it up, we're looking at a funnel that includes a five to seven minute video mm-hmm. of general indoctrination to yep. whatever you're trying to sell. Facebook yep. advertising, for example, could be SEO, could be anything. Yep. And then going into... Uh, you know, half an hour to an hour video where it's already going to the USP and you and what you sell kind of indoctrinated about buy it from me uh, and, lead it, and lead them to a call. And in the interest group, in the group that we're going after, we want to find, we want to dig deep into, okay, what they love and what they like and how can I find more and more uh, avenues to crisscross uh, and create my perfect audience uh, on the money they can spend on the niche that they work in and of course on their interest in marketing, kind of the main three pillars to find a good, a good persona, right? Correct. you did a good job of summarizing it? Um, No, no, I, I, I'm trying. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think for, uh, I know a lot of people that are listening to us, some are veterans, some get what we say immediately. Some are like, "Eh, I'm not so sure, you know, maybe they did a half a campaign before uh, because they're SEO PPC people and this is not really their, main expertise um okay that's good first off thank you very much for this i think it helped a lot of people Um, i want to take us a little bit away from business just for two seconds because i also know about you that uh you support the special olympics and the children miracle network and you're also a boy scout for many years did something happen in your life or your family that brought you into those specific uh charities Um. organizations
0: I actually, yes. Yes, they did. So uh, uh, my oldest daughter has Down syndrome. Um, she's 31. So I mean, she's an adult now, but uh, she's participated in Special Olympics since she was eight. So uh, we've seen the wow. the change that it happened with her uh, participating in the sport was um, uh, being involved with it. And it, they're a wonderful group of people. So that's where we um, really got connected with um, Special Olympics. Uh, my son was a Boy Scout. Uh, they, they always look for volunteer leaders and I got started there and actually had a lot of fun more than, and the interesting thing I find out there is that I was actually, um, I actually enjoyed working with the middle school, um, kids and middle school and high school kids, which I didn't think that when I was growing up, I've always thought, I mean, or when I was an adult, I'm like, I'd never go back and work with middle schoolers. I actually had a ball they're for the most part, a fun group of, uh, a fun group of kids. So I, <laughs> with I worked their with Boy them. Scouts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. I, I did that with another groups too. I, I've actually branched out and did some other things um, with the middle school kids. I actually enjoy working with the middle school kids. They are uh, they have a fresh uh, view on things and they challenge everything. They're not going to just take your word for it. You've got to prove it to them, I guess. And I turned out that I had a lot of fun with them. So uh, I worked with them for uh, quite a few years, 10, 12, 14 years. Now my son's uh, aged out of Boy Scouts, so uh, I'm not as active in as I used to be, but, uh, but um I was. We yep. still support the cause, and that it's been a good, uh, a good cause. And Children's Miracle Network. I got connected with another uh, business that I own, and um, and we support that. They do it. They do a. Uh, they have a good service. They do. A, they provide a lot of help for families in need, at the time, So.
1: That's amazing that you're supporting oh, yeah. them. That's excellent. Yeah. And it, it raises an, another question that it, it's not specific about charity. Moving from business to personal life. And I, I see a lot of entrepreneurs, especially uh, smaller business owners, where still a lot of the weight of the business is on them. And they feel it pressure, like they have seven different hats when they begin the business. Do you have, do you force yourself, like say eight hours a day or 10 hours a day, or just between this and this, or I have yeah. these weekends. Yeah. What, what do you do? Uh, so, so,
0: no, I, uh, that's, a, that's a very valid question. Uh, I, and I still struggle with it. Uh, I, you know, I used to, I, in the grocery business, you know, the idea of working 10 to 12 hours a day, five to six days a week is normal. I mean, it doesn't matter if you've been in business 40 years, that's still the normal, mm. normal activity. So I tell people I'm struggling to get down to working less than 50 hours a week. Um, so, and, I, and, 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 I, and I enjoy work, so I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. But I took up a, a few years ago. I took up um, training for marathons. I run marathons, hmm. and yes, I still run marathons. And so my, but I have to give myself permission that I'm going to go on a training run that's going to take two hours, you know, or two and a half hours. It's like, no, it's an okay thing um, that I'm doing that. And I still struggle. I, I've gotten better with that over the years, but still, some days I'm thinking I should be, I should be doing this or that. I'm like, no, it's running time right now. I'm going to run. Right you have to split up your time. You have to, you have to limit because your, your to-do list never goes away. I don't care how much I get done. I've still got more on the list for tomorrow. It's not like when I get done at night and I felt like I had a productive day that tomorrow I have nothing to do. I mean, today I've got a full schedule of stuff to do (laughs) as I will have tomorrow and the next day. So you just got to say, okay,
1: done. I I think uh, it's, it's exactly that, by the way, I think you nailed it. It never ends. And do you think though, that you had to have that thing? You had to have that run in the morning because if you don't have it there's just no way you're going to take a book for two hours and just read like you need something that you know mm-hmm. like have to grab that time right it's mm-hmm. kind of a trick on yep. your mind yep yeah
0: and and you're in better shape you know what i found is so doing stuff with the boy scouts you know, we'll be on the camp out we'll be somewhere else we'll be gone for two three four days i would be i would come back with a more refreshed more energized and a lot of times, problem solved, and nobody there knows a thing about marketing that I was, you know, that I was with. But it it gave me a chance to look at things differently to clear my mind. I'd come back with more results in the next four days than if I'd have worked all eight. You know, I'm just saying yeah. it's just a matter of giving yourself, knowing that's going to happen. And sometimes, totally disengaging is what it takes to actually
1: get the breakthrough that you're looking for. I can completely agree with that. So, guys, don't take it easy, but take some time. Mm-hmm. Take some time off to refresh and uh, to spend time with your family and, and work on yourself and health. Very important. Yep. Uh, so be- before we conclude, we have a little thing on the podcast, uh, which is like a rapid Q&A. Sure. I ask you five, six set questions. Some sure. of them might be a little bit private, so you can say pass. Okay. And uh, it's quick answers, short answers. Mm-hmm. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. First question is, did you get along with your parents growing up? For the most part, yes,
0: I did. Do you have siblings? I have a sister. I'm in business with her, two in another business. Do you
1: have a pet? I have two dogs. How old were you when your first kid was born? Uh, Oh, sure. Ask me hard questions now. 26. When do you wake up every day? 5.30.
0: When do you go to bed? Uh, 10-ish. Ideal vacation? Uh, Traveling in our RV around the United States somewhere. Canada is um, fine too. It's just we can't cross the
1: border right now. So i like. <laughs> are you a man of faith? I am. Okay. That was it. It um, was easy. It, it, look, it's not so easy to, for everybody to answer the last one. Uh, right. They go like, I talk with a lot of people about that question comes up in a lot of my conversations. And sometimes people say, what do you mean? And if you, if you ask me what, what do I mean? Then, you know, it Don't says know. It, it speaks volumes. Uh, and for people with faith, it's pretty, it's a pretty easy answer. It's so, a pretty easy answer. okay. So Brian, I want to thank you very much uh, for being today on this uh, podcast with us on the show. I think you helped a ton of people and where can uh, the listeners get your book? Sure.
0: Sounds good. Um, yeah. That was great being here. I love the, I love the conversation, the questions Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I, and I'm glad that I help people, uh, to find my book, the spot, the best place to get it. You can get it on Amazon. If you search Brian Hahn on Amazon, you're going to find, um, five books there now currently. Um, and the first one that's there, I wouldn't buy. It was written in 2013. So it's a little outdated now. So, uh, we took it off, I believe, but that's, then you're going to find five of them, but otherwise you can get it on my website at gosocialexperts.com forward slash book. And you're going to, um, there'll be an offer there for my, uh, the Facebook formula, how business owners find big profits.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So guys go to the site, get it. Now Brian knows what he's talking about, where it comes to Facebook marketing. He's the master Brian. Again, thank you very, very much for, for spending time with us and, uh, giving the listeners all this amazing info. You're welcome, Inamar. It was a great being Thank here. Thank you
0: for tuning in to another episode of the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we provide the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Your host has been Inamar Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com.